we have to we have to end the you know that it's the way of our people that when something is completed it should be completed on a positive note the truth is that this entire this entire series of discuss, discussions have been positive and the whole nature of this contrast of this remarkable little booklet from Zilberberg is certainly on a very positive note last week we spoke a little bit about tefillah about davening that after all is said and done the most important thing or one of the most important things that we could do for our children is to daven for them and we spoke a little bit last week of especially when we say in the morning to have in mind and we learned that it's not enough just to daven make Yiddishkeit so much a part of me that it spills over into my children that my children will receive it from me meaning to mix it into my personality into my being so that my children will feel that my children will be able to receive from me so let's let's end. We skipped certain parts of the countries which really were mo- those parts were directed more towards teachers and it was being a bit repetitious to make the point which we already made the point. So look on page Chaf Hay. Ois Tezai. Yedua ma shekosav mehabal shamtev akodesh schusi It is known what has been taught in the name of the Holy Bal Shamtev. Hashem is Baruch Hashem told Noach to come with his entire household into the Teva, into the into the boat. But the Baal taught that the word Teva does not only mean an ark or a boat. Everybody here knows that in Hebrew the word Teva also means a word. Right? It means a word. So what is the teaching of the Baal Hashem is Baruch that when Hashem told Noach, Bo Ata, the Kol Beis Chalateva, come with your entire family into the boat, the Valshemtev said that it means on a deeper level, come with your entire family into the words of davening. Bring your family, El Hateva. Teva here is hinting to the words of Tefillah. Since words are tevot, tevis. So the Balshantav spoke about tevis of tefillah and tevis of Torah. And we understand that even though these are two completely different things, a boat and a word, but as the Balshantav and his students taught, that if we are to save ourselves now, children, from the great floods that are going to take place at the end of time, Noah had to live through a physical flood. And in many ways, the flood that you and I are trying to take our families to is much more dangerous than the flood that Noah survived. So the Baal Shem Tov taught that when Hashem told Noah, Bo'ata, Noah, come together with your family, Elateva, it means that in order to save yourselves, in order that you should be able to survive the Nisiyanis, the difficulties of this world, which is like a, an ocean, a stormy ocean, in order for you to survive, come with your family into the words. The words of davening are like that Teva, that boat, that ark, where the whole world around was falling apart. And when a Jew davens, when a Jew davens, he has, she has that boat, that ark, that miraculous little quiet private place that's called davening. And bring your family into the tefillah. Now, what does that mean? So the Balshemtiv said that whenever you daven, shenispalal as kol hashachris, whenever we daven shachris. As much as we're able to say, many of the many of the mothers, especially when they're little ones, can barely, hopefully, be able to squeeze out, you know, a couple of rocks of Kriyshim and Shemonesri if they're lucky. Usually, someplace in the middle of Shemonesri, they're interrupted. But whatever you're able to daven, shachris, as kolaha hidos, whenever you're giving thanks to Hashem, in a bracha, whenever you're saying a hirotzen, whenever you're saying a tchina, whatever it is, as kolabakoshes mi maidaani adva haya Hashem lemelech. Beginning from Maida'ani in the morning until Vahaya Hashem when you finish Aleinu. 
A Jew has to daven with all of his children, with a husband, with a wife, with the children. Not together in shul. That's not allowed. So where does a Jew daven together with his entire family, a husband, a wife? Where could they be together by davening? That whenever you're davening, you bring your family into the words of tefillah. Kol av the second column. Kol av kol that when you're davening, when a father is davening, he should always have in mind to bring into those tefillahs each one of the children, his wife. Then the Rebbe has an additional responsibility that when he's davening. And this should be understood and it should be, it should be interpreted in each tefillah. To bring one's students, to bring those who are connected to you, to bring your parents into that tefillah, into the boat, into the teva. <clears throat> when you ask the Rabbi Shalom, Rabbi Shalom, grant me wisdom, grant me understanding and intelligence. Of course, all the requests that we make in Shemana Esrei are for the Jewish people, Bechlal, for all Jews. That's why the Bakashas are in the plural. Redavening for the entire Jewish people. But Bifrat, you should think about and you should have in mind and bring into the boat of the Tevis of the words <clears throat> those neshamas that are connected to you. That the Baruch should give the children the understanding to be good Jews. That they should be able to understand what they're learning. That the Torah should make sense to them. That they should have an additional measure of being of an understanding heart. Beyond just what the mind comprehends. To be able to feel emuna in their bones. To be Jews that have emuna. Vahashiveinu. When you're davening that the Jewish people should do tshuva. Don't just think of somebody that you met that's, that's far from Yiddishkeit. Or some friend of yours, God forbid, whose child went off the derech. Hashiveinu avinu the Karvenu Hashem is bring me together with my with my wife and think of the name and of the children and their names. When you ask each day, ask the Bernstein, forgive me for my affairs. Then you ask for forgiveness and think of your family. The Ahavarab. That amazing Brach before Kriyashma. Ahava Rabbah, Avtanu Hashem Elokeinu Barishlam, you love us with an infinite love. V'hoi ereineinu b'sarah secha, open our eyes to understand your Torah. V'dabek libeinu b'mitzvah secha, think of the children, think of their names. Think of students and their names. V'yiftach libeinu b'sarosa, to open our hearts to your Torah with your Torah. V'yosim libeinu ha'avosa v'yirosa, and strengthen our hearts and fill our hearts with, the, with your love and with your fear. It has to, you always have to daven with your family. Because the Baruch Shalom gave you your children, gave you your, your family, parents, sister, brother, gave you your mishpoche, and you have an achrayis to bring all of those, just like Noah had to bring his family into the boat and save them. We have to bring our family with us into the tevos, into the words of tefillah. In Kalabonim, Kalabonis, our sons, our daughters, and Kalanishomish, Yeshon, and Shaikhisimahim. Those Nishomish that for whatever reason we have a connection to them. And that will help you in a very strong and a very amazing way to receive from Hashem Ischachus Asuma. That your davening should have Ischachus, that you should be able to daven in a stronger way. And you should feel a renewal, Ischachus. Vislavus, Niflo, you begin to be more excited with your davening. Your davening is more relevant. Your davening is more personal. Bemeshach kolayom throughout the entire day. Ubefrat, and particularly. Kashem evakshem beprotus kolanisyonis shalyayimzeh. When you're davening for all the nisyonis that you have to go through in that day, and you know the difficulties that each day has. Kemeshakosom ebnei esoschevait sadikim. Which you all know who was the one that said that? Who said that? That was Chana when she was davening for Shmuel. Now you know that as a result of a 
an Aveira, an Aveira on our level, whatever it means, something that went wrong with Shmuel when he was a child, you remember that he was supposed to die. And the Gemara tells, the Chazal tells that Shmuel Hanav, that, that Eli HaKohen, that Eli HaKohen was prepared to make all different types of deals with Chana. But Chana had one, had one request and she insisted. And that was, Elanar Hazehis Palalti. I didn't daven for the Vilna Goyen. I didn't, ha- I didn't give birth to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein the Chavetz Chaim. Whatever, I wasn't Zaycha. But I was Zaycha for this child. Well, Anara Zehis Palalti, you know how long ago I daven for this child? This is my child. And I'm not Mavatar, I'm not prepared to give up this child under any circumstances. Even if you have some sort of an exchange program, Hashem, and you're prepared to offer me kings and prophets. I daven for this child, to have this child. And I've been davening while, I've been, while I was nursing the child. This is the product, this is the fruit of my tefillah. So he explains from the tzaddikim from B'nai Yisachach. The greatest gift that you, give, that you can give your children, even greater than a fantastic summer, in camp or in Israel, even greater than greater than any physical possession they, that a child could ever receive, is the tefillahs that we offer for them, and they don't even know about it. The greatest gift that we can give our children is our tefillahs, to pour our hearts out for our children. Kol every bakasha, every request that you ask, that you make of Hashem. For the sake of the children. Milavas Aisam Al Kol Yemechayem will take them through their entire lives. Offered Khan a better child. I'll get you a better kid. What are you so fast about this one? I'll get you a better one. Hishiva Khan Elanar Hazehis Palalti. No one's taking him away from me. There are many ways to help our children. One of the last things that we think about is davening, because we usually think, no, we would take our, we would run with our kid to a tzaddik for a bracha, but we think, ah, it's not me. My tefillahs are not going to help my child. And you wait and see how he explains it's not true. Davke, and I once spoke about this in the Shia Barichis, that which, that, that which is referred to as the bris Imohos, you know the difference, there's a difference between the tefillah here between a father and a mother. The tzaddik is talking about parents. But the emes is, between us, we understand that in this area of tefillah, the fact that it's been revealed in Tanakh that it was a mother that screamed, Elhanar Hazez Palalti, for this child, Aydav. Not a child, and, and if there's a child that God forbid has disabilities of some sort, or is not the best kid in class, or is a little bit wilder than the rest. Nevertheless, the mother has to say, And this was revealed, this was revealed Davke through a woman. Because in this area, like Chazal tell us, it's a discussion in Taisvis, I don't want to go into the details, this is something which, is, which really requires much more time. There's an opinion in Chazal that says that we no longer have Shus Thomas Shus We can no longer rely upon the Shus of our forefathers. That's a very frightening thing, since that's what we depend upon. <clears throat> because there's a difference between fathers and mothers. In this respect, Chazal have revealed to us the difference between a father and a mother. Because that opinion that holds that we can no longer rely upon the merit of our fathers, it's unless we are holchim kema'asayim. What does that mean? When does chus avis work? In other words, when does the merit of a father, of the forefathers work? That's if the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren follow in the path of the forefathers. That's this opinion in Chazal. If they continue in that way, but it doesn't work for Esav. Esav also has a very nice yichus, everybody knows. Yishmol had a very nice father. So chus avis doesn't work for, for these people. Why? Because they chose to go in a different path. But as far as the bris imahos is concerned, 
the covenant that Hashem made with mothers, this is an important chilek between a father and a mother, which I've often explained in longer shiur. A father would like, a father, you see, the father will be waiting outside the delivery room. <coughs> and, and I remember that uh, my, my wife is here, she's a witness, that when our second child was brought out, so I was standing outside, and for some reason they brought me the baby before they fixed her up. Now usually, it's everything's already all cleaned and suctioned, whatever they do in there. And they brought, they brought her out, and it was still messy. And I, and I, you know, she wasn't so beautiful to begin with. And then on top of that, on top of that she became beautiful now, Baruch Hashem, but that first day you know, was not so good. But when they brought her out, I was a little bit taken aback. I never, you know, I saw maybe pictures of this, but it was a little bit, you know, so I said, to the nurse, I said, you know, fix her up a little bit. Uh, wash her, she, could you maybe wash her something, take care of her. And then, you know, they brought it back nice, wrapped up in the, in the blanket. That's when daddy likes the baby, right? It's not daddy, the father, the father of it's a certain kind of a crisis, yes. There's no question the love of a father for a child, of course. But when it came down to it, our fathers were not able to crutch out of Hashem a promise to bring us back they bring the children back to Israel, the Shavu Banam Lagvulam. You know who did that? That's only Rachel Imenu. Rachel Mavakal Banel. Why? Because the difference is that a mother is not Mavchin. The mother doesn't distinguish between the smarter child and the weaker child. The Teva of a mother is to fight for every child, Alanara Zehis Palalti. Adarab, the mother has more Kaychis usually to fight for the child that's having difficulties. Whereas the father. The Indian of a father is a halich bedrochev, or is a kamasav. As long as he father, as long as he follows in his father's footsteps, it's okay. But if the child is not going that way, so then there's a chana who said elanar has espelalti, elanar has espelalti. So the so the kohen Elia kohen says, I'll get you a better kid. I'll bring you a nicer child, a smarter child, a more beautiful child. So for a father that might be appealing on some level. But for mother, uh, I gave birth. I carried the child nine months. I gave birth to the child. Elanar has a hispalalti. I am not mevater. Therefore, we have to understand that the that the that the need that a child has for the tefillas of a mother are infinitely greater than the tefillas of a father, because the schus of fathers is weaker than that of the mothers. Because the mother will not be mevater with the child. There's a friend of mine who was learning in the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim at the time of the Six Day War. And he was there for something that's now become quite famous. You know the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir Yeshiva Yerushalayim was the great Tzaddik, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. And at the time of the Six-Day War, you know, the, you know the bombs were falling very close by from the Jordanians. And it was a big tumult in Yerushalayim. And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz said that all, everybody in the Yeshiva, or the Bacham, or the Yingalite have to come to Davin. So you can imagine, my friend told me what his iris there was in the yeshiva that day, crying and screaming. And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz got up. Maybe some of you heard about this, but I heard this from someone who was there. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz got up and says, we have to go and daven. Not in this measure, we have to go out and daven. So the, the, whole, the whole yeshiva said, was waiting to go, where are we going to go? The Mekarmis Kedoshim, where? So Reb Chaim Shmulevitz said, we're going to go to Yad of Shalom. Now, you know Yad Shalom. Tourists go to Yad Shalom. <clears throat> and they thought that... Not, they, he told me that some of the... They started to cry. They thought that maybe their Shiva was so disoriented from the, from the anguish of what was going on that he, that he lost his mind. Yad Shalom? Who dabbins a Yad Shalom? People go take pictures over there. Yad Shalom? So Chaim Shmulevis started to cry and this is what he said in the Yeshiva. He says that Av Shalom was a rebellious child. Avshalom was a rebellious child. He rebelled against his father. He led an army against his father. And yet everybody knows that when he was killed, one of the most moving psukim the whole Tanakh, right? Avshalom bini, Avshalom, Avshalom bini seven times. My child, to try to pull him out from the seven levels of that place. So Abcham Shmulevit said that, not, that we have to go down by Yad Avshalom. Because the mercy of their burden is even on a child who's not who doesn't always behave so well.
David HaMelech cried, Avsholem b'ni, Avsholem, Avsholem b'ni, for a child who, who rebelled against him. So Reb Chaim said that we had, we're rebellious children. But Afal Pichain, in the schus of that tefillah for a rebellious child, Reb Chaim should take care of us and pull us out of this ganem of what's happening now in Yushalayim. This is the koyach, the special koyach of a tefillah of a mother. So let's go weiter. This is what he says. Hishiva chana l'naraz espalalti. Uh-uh. I don't want anybody else. Mibnei shiyesh harbe yofanam ketzad efshalazal demai. Dei brachas mit tzadikim. There are many ways you can help your kid. You can go to tzadikim for brachas. V'chadoyme. Aval tefillah is shal ima. But the tefillah is the davening of a mother. Sheshavcha over b'na. That she poured out for her son. We know now, after reading this in Tanakh, that this was the most precious gift that Shmuel ever got. He never heard about it. He didn't know about that. You think, you think Hannah was like us, that for the rest of... You don't, you don't know what I did for you. You have no idea how much I daven for you. I'm sure she didn't say anything. It was between her and the Rabbi Yishlel. Hashem. In other words, what did Chana value more than a brocha from the Navi of Hashem? Here you had a Navi that was prepared to give all the brochas of the world, but I'm taking this kid, this kid's going back to Hashem, this little one, Shmuel, and I'm going to give you all the brochas, the brochas of a Navi. And you know what she said? Keep them. My davening is worth more to me than all your brochas of a Navi. Zehu Sha'omra Khana, Aniyoda Sha'ata Yuchalosisli Ben Yoisetov. I know, Rebelli, that you're able to give me a child even greater than this child. Aval El Anar Hazehispalalti. But I, I davened for this child. I poured all of my koiches into this child. Kolatfil Sheshafahti. Nichnisuba Benze. All of the tefillahs have entered into this child. This child is saturated with my tears, with my tefillahs. You ask, and we were talking a little bit about this last week, how is it, you know, why, why is it? We don't know to say, you need a Navi to say. But for people like us on our level, with all the Yiddishkeit that's available now, and all the freedom the Jews have that they never had before in all of history that we have now, so where are the Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's, the Chavaz Chaim's, where are the Lubavitcher Rebbe's and the Satan Rebbe's, where are they? Because with all of the conveniences we have now, those tefillahs of mothers and grandmothers are not, in many cases, are not the same that they used to be. And, and, and we see with our eyes that this is a difference that... A, a, an amazing difference that's made in the lives of the children. Because those tefillahs, those tefillahs become part of that child. And they go with that child throughout his life, throughout her life. They take the children throughout life. There's no, nothing that can be exchanged. Nothing is as valuable for the child as these tefillahs. Not that Sadiq's brachas. Those are all good. Of course, I didn't go to a tzaddik. But the tzaddik cannot say, As much as the tzaddik loves every Jew, a mother for her child is something different. Even the brachas and the tefillahs of a navi cannot equal the tefillahs of a mother for her own child, of a father for his child. I just saw in a sefer last week a very interesting thing because it turned out that this story that I saw in a sefer is about someone that I know. It's about the person that I... a very interesting person that I know. A chasid from Yushalayim that's come a number of times to our community to speak to me about, about his projects in Israel, to raise money for his yeshivas. So... I read in the Sefer about this person who was a Balchuva for many years, and he had very unusual Hatzlacha. Anything that he does, anything that he touches, becomes gold. 
He starts a yeshiva, takes off. He starts a cheder, he starts a learning project. This Jew, whatever he does, it has an unbelievable kayak to take off. And for many years, it says in the Sefer, they asked this, this Balshuva, this Rav, what is your secret? What's your secret? So finally, he said in public what the secret was. This is what he said. Listen how interesting. He said that his grandfather was a Jew by the name of Zalman Oren. I think that's what the name was. Who was a Chavek Knesset. Who was a, who was a member of the Knesset back in the days of Ben-Gurion. That was his aide, his grandfather. And he said that his grandfather was a completely non-observant, somewhat anti-religious Jew. He said that his grandmother still lit Shabbos candles and she had a Yiddish atah. Now, when the grandmother, he said, when my grandmother would light Shabbos candles, what did she daven? So she would always hear her husband, my grandfather, come home talking about his boss, about Ben-Gurion. Ben-Gurion is amazing, Ben-Gurion is a genius, Ben-Gurion is this and that. Unbelievable. So what did she do? So he said that my grandmother, when she lit candles, that was the best, that, she respected her husband, the most important Jew she, she knew in her husband's life was who? Was Ben-Gurion. So when she would light the candles, she would daven that my children should grow up like Ben-Gurion. One time, as you know, many of you do know, Ben-Gurion himself went to visit the Godel Hador, the Chazayin Ish in B'nai Brak. It's a famous meeting. When Ben-Gurion walked into the Chazaynis, the Chazaynis took off his glasses because he didn't want to look at the face of a Russia. And when Ben-Gurion came there, nevertheless, the Chazaynis spoke to him in a respectful way to try to help with the Matzev and Yisrael. Ben-Gurion came back to the Knesset the next day and in front of the whole Knesset he said, I have never in my life met as brilliant and as saintly a Jew as that Karelitz in Bnei Brak, the Chazanish. So he says, my, my grandfather comes home and starts to say that Ben-Gurion can't stop talking about this Jew, the Chazanish. So what happened? So he said, from that day, so my grandmother said, why should I dive on Friday night anymore to have, a, to have children and grandchildren like what? Like Ben-Gurion. Ben-Gurion holds himself to be a nothing in front of this Jew, the Chazanish. So from that time on, she's, he says, my grandmother started to that we should have children, grandchildren that are like the Chazanish. So he said that, I'm not like the Chazanish, but that the grandchildren ended up doing tshuva. That the family ended up coming back to Hashem. He believes it's because of the tefillahs of a grandmother who wasn't even Shem Shabbos. But she davened that we should have children, that there should come out from us up as a Chazanish, something like that from the Chazanish. <clears throat> and it's this person that said, the myself, I was so delighted, you know, he has a tremendous amount of chayn. He has a tremendous amount. He always walks out with big checks wherever he goes. And he's on the level, 100%. Not for himself, checks, but for yeshivas. He's an unbelievable person. He's like on fire with Yiddish guy. And he, he told me some stories about his past, that they were kibbutzniks. I didn't know this. And I read in the Sefer just last week. This is the koyach of a tefillah of a grandmother who wasn't even Shemer's Shabbos. So for those of us who are thinking, ah, my tefillahs, I'm not so firm. I have my own problems. There's a special koyach of because the children belong to the mother in the most powerful way. And there's a principle in halacha, sometimes we find that the Gemara Bav Metziah discusses this, sometimes when there's a certain decision that cannot be reached regarding the ownership of something, there is a very rare halachic principle that's applied that's called karl da'alam gvar. That means, may the strongest one win. They fight it out. There is such a concept in halacha. So, when it comes to a child, the mother is the strongest one. The mother is the strongest one. If God forbid a child is not well, a, a child needs siyat to the shmaya, to bring the child into the tefillahs, the mother can win. Because the mother has the strongest shaykhs. Because Chazal tells that what is yours, what you worked for, is more precious to you than nine portions of somebody else's. If you made a little painting, it's dearer to you than nine other paintings from someone else. What you struggled for, and who struggles more for the child than the mother, day in, day out. Therefore, a mother has to realize that her tefillahs have this koach of being able, kivyochel, to defeat Hashem. 
There is such a concept, Nitzchuni Banai, that Hashem laughs and says, my children have defeated me. But the Baruch Shalom wants us to defeat him. You understand that? When there's something with a child that's difficult, the Baruch Shalom wants us to defeat him without feelings. Nitzchuni Banai, the Chazal say, who has such a father? Who has such a wonderful father that he wants us to defeat him? The closest I can remember to that is when I would play, my father and I would, used to play when, we would, when I was small, Friday night, we would, every Friday night we played chess. Every Friday night we played chess. My father's a, a, an excellent chess player, and we would play. My father believed this was something that was good for, my, for, my, for sharpening my head. And it was a nice time we spent together. So we'd play chess, and if I would, and I'd be making a, a very crucial move in the game, I was thinking about it for 10, 15 minutes, and I would make this move, and I would look at my father, and my father would go, he would not, no, it's not good, it's not good. He would look at me like, and then, and then I would think a little bit more, I had my finger on the piece, and I'd move some blood stuff, and my father would go, that's good. Only a parent, right? The parent wants you to, de- wants to be defeated by a child. It's chuni banai. And a mother has a koyach to be menat sachas here in the strongest way. The bottom of the page. He is Paolo Harbe. Show him the next page. Even though she look, she, she was davening for many years, of course, Chana. She only had the child for a short time. But this is the product of my tefillas. She was not willing to give up any of the old tefillas that she's been davening for all those years. I'm not giving up those tefillas. All those tefillas that I davened in the past for this child, I'm not mevater on those years of davening. I'm not giving up. This could help with Shaduchim too, for the children. Even though we know that no tefillah is lost, and even though a tefillah might not work for this person who you're davening for, nevertheless, the tefillah can work for other people, for grandchildren, great-grandchildren, it can work for other people in the world, other Jews. So he says, nevertheless, he says, we have to say to Hashem, Rabbi Shalom, I know and I believe that even if my tefillahs don't work for the person I'm davening for, that it's helping somebody else somewhere at some time. But Rabbi Shalom, I'm begging you, I, I, I wish only well for all Jews, but I want to see my tefillah work with this person. Rabbi Shalom, show me with this child the Yeshua. And I make my ishtal, if Khalilah, my tefillah doesn't work for my child, it should be for some other uh, for some other child. But Rabbi Shalom, show me the tefillahs working for my own children. We want to see the effect of our tefillahs upon the children that we're davening for, upon the people that we're davening for. Therefore, he says. On the right-hand side, the second paragraph, This is one of the most important principles in Chinuch, in raising our children. To bring our children every day into davening. Not just a separate tefillah. Not just before candlelighting. In all of your davening, to bring in the children. And to think of them, and to say their names. To bring them into the tefillahs. Especially at the beginning of the day, that their day should be good. They should be matzliach. For instance, when we when we daven in the morning, and we ask Hashem in the brachas of the morning, the koyfes yisreinu l'shtabedlach. Hashem, help me that might help me to strengthen myself, that I should listen only to my yitzer atayv. And that my yetzer, that my inclination, my and my will should be enslaved and connected only to you. When you're saying that, help that my children shouldn't look the wrong way. Help that my children, my children shouldn't be led the wrong way. Shouldn't see something that should mislead them. Shouldn't hear something that will pull them, God forbid, even in the slightest way away from you, Rabbi Shalom. 
And when we're davening for our children, we're davening for ourselves. Whether it has to do with our own difficulties and controlling our yetzer during the day. When you say, Hashem, help me control my Yetzirah, help me serve only you. You know what he says you should have in mind? He says, that Yetzirah that I have that's brought out by my children. Because there's no greater koyach to bring out from a parent anger. And other, and other midas that you and I never thought when we were before we were married. We never realized we had such midas. Where the children bring out from us with the difficulties of raising children, bring out from us a certain type of smallness that we never would have believed. So we daven Rabbanu Shalom Kaifes Yisraelish Tabelach Aleph. Help me with my Yetz Saharis during the day that I have stamazay with Narishkeit. Beis Rabbanu Shalom help my children with their Yetzer. Gimel Rabbanu Shalom help me with a Yetzer that special Yetzer that my children awaken within me that I'm struggling with, that I shouldn't yell at them, that I should have patience. That I should believe that what I'm doing is the Malachis Hashem. That I should be fair. That I should be able to inspire my children. I should say good things to my children. I shouldn't be a Yetzirah for my children. I shouldn't be. A mother, you'll excuse me, a mother that doesn't dress properly, she herself can be a Yetzirah for her own daughter. Because the child, the child can think, even though the teacher tells me like this and they tell me like that, but my own mother, who I know, knows everything, and my mother, who's so wonderful and loves me, my mother herself wears a certain kind of a dress or wears a certain type of a chmeisvaz. I shouldn't be a yetzahar for my own child. What about a child who learns from a father to react to something with anger? And the child learns from the father that this is how we react when you don't get what you want. You're angry. You walk around the whole day moping and upset. Help me that my children shouldn't, God forbid, take these things from me. Help me be a better Jew, a better person, so that my children can receive from me what they need to receive. And not to receive the wrong things, chas Not to pick up the wrong messages, even though we might not mean them, we might not want them to be given this message. But it's very important to realize that, that every word that we say and the way that we walk and how we carry ourselves, and the children hear us on the telephone, and the children hear mommy and daddy how they talk to each other. We shouldn't be Yetzirahs for our own children. We shouldn't be Yetzirahs for our own children. The best way he says for us to know who we are is through our children. It's through our children we discover ourselves. And, it, and it's not always such a nice discovery. It's sometimes painful to realize. I thought I was such a nice person. And it comes out, it comes out with the children. How many times, Hashem Yerachim, you have people that are the nicest people in the world, nice people in the street, but their own children have a difficulty with with the parents. And to everybody in the world, they can be nice. And with everybody in the world, they have time, they have patience. But if it's their own flesh and blood, they don't. So who we are, we discover through the children. Unbelievable Nisyonis. We're tested in a, in, a, in a very, very remarkable way every day through our children. The kids think of new ways to test us every day. Rabbi Shalom, help me. Help me deal with this Yetzirah. We shouldn't fail. Which would be the opposite of what our father and Shemaim, our father, the Rebbein Shalom, wants of us. And if we fail, which is what the whole end of this country is about, we fail. There are days, there are, there are days that we fail terribly. Rabbi Shalom, help us to strengthen ourselves right away. And I mentioned to one of the Chavra, Matzah Shabbos, we were talking about the Shia that I gave this past Shabbos. Children are very compassionate. Children are very forgiving and they're very loving, much better than us. They're, they're very compassionate. If they see that their parents are sincere and real and mean what they're saying, they will forgive a parent for the worst mistake. But as I mentioned on Shabbos, what the children are unwilling to forgive is hypocrisy. 
When they see a father or a mother who to the whole world is 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 sweet and nice and Baruch Hashem is Hashem is Baruch like the and when it comes to them in the house, it's a whole different parasha and a whole different song that the parents are singing. The children don't buy it. The children are hurt by that. But if a parent cries and says, I'm so sorry, and, 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 and I'll try, together we'll work on it. We'll help each other grow. Children can be very compassionate, can be very understanding. So we have to mechazik ourselves right away. You know what children are very impressed by? A child sees that the father has taken a little bit of a, uh, he's a little bit of a balkas, the father has a temper. Do you know how much the, a child also recognizes when the father is controlling his temper? The children learn. They learn a great deal from the father who controls his temper. They learn. The children are very much inspired by parents who work on their midas who make a hishtadlis, who try to better themselves as Jews and better themselves as people. The children receive a great deal from, from those parents. I have a, there's one of my, uh, there's a, one of our mspalim, a student of mine from the community who's, tomorrow he's, he's making mitzvah bris for his son. And I'm thinking, I remember, he went to Yeshiva Netz Yisrael. You remember this, Mechanim Tov. He went to Yeshiva Netz Yisrael, and he became, you know, really, really into the learning. And you know, he, he grew for a while, long pace. was a whole thing. The parents are unbelievably lovely, wonderful people, but they weren't holding at all. They, you know, they weren't holding by that. And when he came home, this was such an unusual story. It might seem to you very silly, but I feel like telling it to you. You know, the parents were davening in a different place, with a different kind of tefillah. And when he left there, I just saw that they told him in the yeshiva that, oh, you live, you live in, in Woodmere, go to daven in Eish Kaidish, because the, the people in the yeshiva know me. Go to daven by, by Weinberger. So he wanted to come davening by us. And, he's, and he came to shul with his parents. Next, he came with his parents. And they have to understand, people that don't like me, their mamas don't like me. You know what I mean? It's, it's, well, they, mamas don't want to come. So he came with the parents to the shul. And, and I spoke to the parents. How are you? Shalom Aleichem, this and that. And I asked them, you know, what brings you here? So they said, our son. Why? Because he said that he, he said that he was told that this is something special here. And we want to be part of his life. We want to be part of that. It sounds very simple, yeah? To me, what, a, what an unbelievable husband and wife. What what a midah. Most people, it's not shown this. He's going to tell us where to daven. Oh, he comes home off our front, and now we have to do this and do that. He's going to tell us, you know, the whole, that whole, that whole business. We were, we were from enough. We were from enough for the first twenty years. All of a sudden, we're not from the chulah, the chulah, the pride, the ego. If this is something that our child is is excited about, we want to see what it is. Unbelievable. And they're having such such nachas, such unbelievable nachas from the children. <clears throat> what do the children learn from such a parent? About not having an ego, not being stuck up, about being about being prepared to say, if my child is learning more Torah, let me learn from my own child. Could you imagine? Hafletik. Unbelievable, my son. <clears throat> That's what he says. The children see the parents failed in something. It was a bad day. No. Therefore what? He sees the parents jumping back. And they're strengthening themselves. They're trying to be better. We don't have to show... The children not to think that we're perfect. I mean, they know that we're not. But we don't have to make believe that we are. We can have imperfections, but we have to. We have to be. We have to work on them, just like we expect our children to overcome their imperfections and to deal with their difficulties. If a father was nichshul and he got angry, he said something nasty about somebody, or the child saw the father. This night, as well, saw the father making fun of a different seaboard, different types of Jews. 
that he, God forbid, said something about these chassidim or those litvaks or this or these uh, Rav Kook people. You know, the, he, the, the child, sometimes the children hear the parents saying something about a different kehila, a different sibur, chas v'shalom. But when a child sees that the father is truly regrets saying that, and he says, I never should have said that about those Jews. That was wrong of me. And he sees that his father is hurting as a result of that. He learns, the child learns from the parents something very, very important. A father or mother is trying to be misgabra on the midas. Margish haben take from The children feel this immediately. Much more than the father or mother even realize on themselves that they're trying. This is one of the wonders of Hashem that the child picks up on this, on the parents' greatness because they're trying more than the parents themselves realize. He says, this is a miracle from Hashem. Mikoyach that comes from the strength of that reality that a child is a part, is a piece of the parent. He comes from the parent. He is sensitive to the parent's ups and downs. The child feels that. And he says, if we live with this all of the time, not only when we're actually in the house or in school with the kids but we live with our kids all the time even when they're not here when we're davening by ourselves someplace but our children are with us in the teva, in the boat they're with us if you live this way and think of them and daven to see that they should be much all of your heart and soul Hashem gives you and it's in addition to that one other Nakuda before we, we're going to go to the next page we'll skip a little piece here one additional Nakuda when you daven for someone you love the person more you could try that let's say there's something that you're angry with something that you don't let's say something you don't care for so much instead of just grumbling and saying Lashnara if you include that person in your tefillahs and you try to understand why the person acts that way and goes through certain difficulties and daven that he or she should be able to deal with the, her difficulties and you daven for that person, you, you will see very soon how you begin to care more for that person. When you daven for someone, you're investing yourself into that person. When you daven that the Rebbe should have Rachmanis on a Yid, then that awakens within you a sense of Rachmanis for that person as well. And instead of being angry, you begin to defend that person if someone else says something. Just like you could be so upset with your kid, and you could spend the last hour saying, you did this, you did this, you did this. And then, and then, then you have some friend that says this to your kid also, yeah, you know, your mother's right. And you'll say, who are you to say that to my child? How dare you? So very nice, my child's wonderful child. So the person could say, what do you mean for the last hour you're saying all these things to your kid? I said mamish one word. And now all of a sudden, that's not apiseichel. It's a good story, apiseichel, that person is right. Why can't I join into the chorus of insulting the kid? Why can't I join in? Sof kalsof, I'm just mimicking you and I'm saying exactly what you... I didn't say anything that you didn't say. The Teretz is, I davened for that kid. Yeah, I'm upset, I shouldn't talk this way. But don't you dare say a word. Because it's my child, and that's how the tefillahs work. That's how the tefillahs work. Turn to page to the to page Chavzayin, the next page. Unesayim. We're going to take now. This should, shouldn't be more than ten minutes. Unesayim beza Hashem is baruch. Then he says, let's finish now. Shekemay b'chol inyan shalavaydes Hashem. The way it is with every inyan of serving Hashem, with all areas of serving Hashem. Whether it comes to Shabbos, whether it comes to Lashon Hara, whether it comes to proper relationships between people and so on. Even though there might be many times Nephilus and Yeridus, that it's not working out and we, God forbid, fail and something goes wrong. And it seems to us that we're not Matzliach, that we're not successful. Especially if it's a time of Nisayin, and once again you fail that test. 
and you feel that you're not Matzliach. Rotzna Hashem is It is the will of Hashem. Shenizka, that we remember, Venachkaik Tamid Bilibainu, and that we engrave always in our hearts. Shashem is Baruch Yodeya Heitev, that the Bainshul knows very well. Adhechen Hador Cholosh Ma'id. The Bainshulam knows how weak our generation is. How difficult it is now, to, more than ever before, to be a good Jew, to be a good parent, to be a good friend. And how weak we are physically and spiritually. Therefore, even the slightest bit of pain that we feel, we don't have to throw ourselves rolling in the snow and fast for two weeks. The Baruch Shalom knows that we're so weak and the slightest bit of regret and remorse that we have over mistakes that we've made. It's so precious and beloved in the eyes of the Rabbi Shalom that we want to be better and that it hurts us that we've made a mistake. Any slightest movement any effort Nowadays, any slight effort that we make, any spiritual investment that we make into becoming better, to be better, especially in this area of Malachas Hashem, of raising our children, of being good parents and teachers, which is Malachas Hashem. Call of every father, call aim every mother, call mashpia every rabbi. Even the slightest efforts is able to draw from Hashem unbelievable brachas for the slightest estadlus that we make. That despite all of the difficulties and the nisyainas, nevertheless we start, we try again. We start again. Rabbi Nachman Breslov has said that there was an Indian that he once worked on, a certain Indian, to be Matzliachin. I don't remember the number, but I remember that it was, I think it was over 700 times in one day. And it didn't go. And he kept on davening until he was Matzliach. Could you imagine? And he wasn't ashamed to tell us that. I give up after one and a half. I'm finished. And that tzaddik, that Kaddish, hundreds of times he was mishtadl. And it didn't work out. Again, nachamal. Nachamal. It's an unbelievable. Like that famous Rebbe in the Gemara that chazed the learning with that weak student 400 times, right? 400 times. So everybody praises the Rebbe, that the Rebbe, the Rebbe had the patience to review with him 400 times till he, the kid couldn't get it. He reviewed the Gemara 400 times. But I think the Ramayusha Feinstein said, the Rebbe's a great man, but that kid... What a kid. Certainly he grew up to be one of the G'dali Yisrael. To fail at something. And to start again. To be mischazik. To be mischazik ourselves. Not to give up. And not to be mispoiled. Not to get mishugah because something didn't work out. The Baal Shem said once, any Jew who after he has done an Aveyor, is not able to be mechazik himself and come back to Hashem, has never ever stepped upon the threshold of my teachings. Meaning, that the Ikr, the Baal Shem said was to be mechazik oneself. And the Yetzirah after an Aveyor is stronger than the Yetzirah for the Aveyor. You know what I mean? The Yetzirah after, after the failure, after the bad day, after you screamed at the kid, the Eight Sahara to give up is stronger than the Eight Sahara to make the mistake. And the Iker Nisoyin of a Jew is not the mistake. Sometimes the Iker Nisoyin is after the mistake, can you be Mechazik yourself? Can you strengthen yourself to start again? Can you go and begin again? Don't be weakened at all by your failures. We, don't, we have no idea how much nachas ruach, how much joy and delight it brings to Hashem when His children fail and they get up and they try again and again. That doesn't mean we should plan that, Khalil. We have to try our best. But how much nachas ruach, 
Because a parent gets that's not that's the nachas ruach we have from our children when they're struggling. Where do you have more nachas ruach? If you have a kid that's a natural, brilliant kid that gets straight 99s, everything is fine. That's a lot of nachas. Halavai Ulyan should have such children. But you and I know that it's the child that was getting 70s. And this year that kid broke herself, broke himself to get an 80. What a nachas you have from such a child. What a nachas from such a child. That that child was able to pick himself up and to push and to struggle and to get up again and to try again because it's so discouraging to get a poor mark on a test. You had pretty good grades in college, but I remember that there was one time something went wrong. I studied the wrong thing. Because I never went to class, and my friend told me the wrong thing. So I studied the whole, the whole wrong thing, and I, I walked out from the test. And I, the first thing I did, I called my father at work, you know? And I know what I, I wanted to retire. I'm quitting. That's it, I'm done. I'll go into, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go into my father's business, but as far as anything with school is concerned, I'm done. I'm quitting. The ikanachis of a parent is that the child starts again. So don't you think the Baruch Shalom is our parent has the greatest nachis to see us do the same thing? It's not necessarily the 99 student that gives the biggest nachis. That's all nice. It's not the one that's the tzaddik, bufla, that necessarily brings the Baruch Shalom the biggest nachis. How do we know? But when a Jew fails and he gets up and starts again, such a nachis is ain't l'shaya, ain't l'tah, can't be described. How much the Baruch Shalom is close to such a child. How, how, how precious such a child is in the eyes of Hashem and how many brachas He gives such a child. And this knowledge, this that we know, that the Baruch Shalom gave us children, gave us students, that we have the schus to be involved in this malach that's called Malachas Hashem, Hashem's work. It brings, that itself brings us tremendous chizik, that Hashem has chosen us for this job. That even the fact that Hashem has given us, let's say, a difficult child, this child is difficult, or it's a difficult time in this child's upbringing. It seems to us that we've failed with that child, that we've made a mistake. The main thing that Hashem wants from each and every one of us is to live always with this in mind. That every day of your life, if the Baruch Shalom gives you that child the next morning and you're both healthy and well, it means that He trusts the two of you to start again. It means that He trusts that both of you can start again. And that's why both of you woke up the next morning. Remember that we're his shlichim, we're his messengers. To remind ourselves, he gave us the kaiches that we need. We, that in that way, we are always attached to the source of all brachas Hashem. When we're attached to Hashem always, that means that we're attached to the source of all brachas. And when you live that way, then he says, Your life becomes a life that's filled with simcha, with joy, with meaning. Because you're attached to Hashem. And regarding Hashem, it says, Hashem is, With Hashem, there's always joy, there's always simcha. Because with you, Hashem is the source of life. And by being attached to the Mekor HaBrochus, we're able to receive all the Brochus for ourselves and our children. Let's just finish another minute. The last thing he says, I must remind all, of, all parents. God forbid we should not, we should not in any way diminish the Chashivas, the importance of every effort, of any effort that we make in this area, even the smallest effort, of bringing up our children. Machmas Tainas Ayatsik is there'll be a Yatsar that'll come and say, The Yatsar will come and tell you, ah, what are you gonna learn? Five minutes with your kids doesn't make a difference, five minutes. If you could learn two hours, like Mrs. So and so that sits with the kids for two hours, then you would have wonderful children. So but for your five minutes it's not worth it. He says, That's a Yat Sahara. Don't listen to that. 
any anything you could do to make it better for the children. Yetzar comes and tells you, yeah, sure. It's easy to talk about your children. It's easy to talk and learn and have shiurim and to listen to tapes and so on. But to be emerson, to do something different and to change, the Yetzar comes and says, you'll never change it the same way. Sure, I'm able to listen to the thing about, about my children when we're sitting here in the shul. It's nice and peaceful and quiet. The children hopefully are asleep. Then we can have all these nice ideas, nights and chizik. Sure. But b'shasmaisa, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know that in real life the HR comes and tells you all the stuff that you're learning about and reading about and hearing about is all theoretical. But when you're home with the kids or you're in class with the students, it always is different. It's never the same as, in, as when you're at the Shia or when you're listening to the talk. The kids come, they mix me up, and they confuse me. I can't handle this. I need the Bainshalom's help. Let's dive into Hashem that at those times also we should have Yishav Adas. We shouldn't lose ourselves. We should be able to have Yishav Adas. And to be able to fulfill the job that the Bereshit has given us the schus to have. Not to listen to any of these tainis of the Yet Sahara, these claims that are made by the Yet Sahara. Because all the Yet Sahara wants to do is to, is to diminish the importance of, of our, our being mechanach, our children. And to make it seem like we can't do it, someone else will do it someplace. Mitch Hashem will go to some yeshiva and it's just all, they'll make him into a nice Jew. But it can't be me. That's all the eight Sahara. We shouldn't become, we shouldn't give up. And it's true. We're going to be in, bring up our children. There'll be difficult times, much more difficult than what we're going through right now. That all Hashem asks of every Jew. To do a little bit of, make a little bit of an effort. What we can do. To try to talk to friends, to talk to Rebbeim, to talk to Tzaddikim, to try to find the Aitzis, to think of ways that we can make it better. That we should be able to approach this matter of our children with simcha, with joy and excitement. And the Barnum should help us. All the things he says that I've spoken about that are written in this little booklet, he says they're all clear and they make sense. We will continue to ask of you. Help us live with all that we've learned. Not just to learn something and to tuck it away in the seichel and say something that I heard, but we should be able to live this way. And to become greater Jews once we understand these things. With a greater understanding and clarity. With greater depth. In a, in a way that's, that's a more inner way, a deeper way. That the words that we've learned in this Indian, that we should take these teachings and bring them into our hearts. Therefore, he said, remember this was not originally written, this was spoken. And it was transcribed from the tape and from the speech that the tzaddik gave. So he says, therefore, all of us together now, I guess in the base of Medrash where he was saying this. He says, let's ask now, Tata, help us. Father, help us. Azor lanu, help us. Shanucha lekayim, is melechaz Hashem. Benemonis, help us that we should carry out God's work in faithfulness. Kfima Hashem is berch reitzimitana, the way that our Father, the way that Hashem wants us to. Venizka talmud is goyd lachashiva, shall kal ma'ashu chizik. And we should always remember, we should remember the importance of the slightest, tiniest little bit of chizik that we're able to strengthen ourselves in this Indian. Shenizke lahamen, maybe we zeichet to believe. Shekol mashu ishtadlish onu mishtadlim ke'es be'inyan zeh. That any little effort that we make now, now in this area, harizeh bokeh rikiyam mamish, 
is able to pierce through all of the heavens. should help us that this, these last few words of the tefillah of this tzaddik should be something that's on our lips and in our hearts. That we should be zaychem et to have lichtagi Yiddish kinder. That our children should go up and go the right way. And that none of the sounds of the outside world should disturb them. And they should have nachis. And they should see good in their homes. And we should see good in their homes. So that we should be able to be proud. We should be able to hold, hold our heads up high when we go with our families. Mitzvah should be very soon. On behalf of myself and my wife. To wish each and every one of you a ksiv v'chassimah toiva. We should have a good gebenched here. The Bunch from Shav Nachis from us, and we should have Nachis from him. We should be Zaykh of the Gulash Lama Amen.